0: What's really good and welcome to the Do You Rules Podcast I'm your host Cliche Jeff And for all you selfish, narcissistic, sexy, feeling motherfuckers Today is episode 2 and we put you first Yes, yes indeed, we put you first An absolute vital, vital circumstance And an opportunity for you to be fulfilled in life By focusing on you And, and, and I'm human just like you And most of the time Albeit, it took me a while to get to this place. I feel great about me. I feel phenomenal about me, and and I think that's a, that's just a sensational place to be in life. And I'll admit, also, as as you probably heard in the first episode, I don't always feel that way, and that's cool. That's also part of life. But the reality of my journey and the reality of how we get to this podcast and the Do You Rules situation is that a lot of us are not feeling like the best version of ourselves. We're not feeling like we're where we want to be in life. We're not feeling like we have anything. And I think it's as simple as you not doing you and you not putting you first. And think about those words, man. Think about what that feels like to not feel like the best version of you, to not feel like you have anything. It's again, as I reference and you continue to hear me say, it's just fucking crazy to me, man. It's really crazy to me. It's Saturday today, and and depending on where you are, I hope you've had a sensational week. Saturday for me closes the week. Sunday for me is the beginning of the week. I used to do it differently. I used to feel like Sunday was the end of the week. I think it was partly because I was a, a grown up, growing up. I was into not into. I don't want to say forced either because I I don't know how that sounds. But my family was traditional Hispanic family, religious. Catholicism, we practice that, and so my grandfather would take us to church on Sundays. he'd also take us to a bakery man and get some hot buttered bread with some hot chocolate and I'd love to 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 eat that bread as fast as possible and then drink that chocolate milk at the bottom, you know, growing up in the South Bronx, they would just stuff that Swiss mist at the bottom, pour some hot water over it. I used to ask for it with milk. I don't know how you drink it with the hot water, I think that's disgusting. But anyhow, I would I would sip down that hot chocolate, and at the bottom would be just a clump of chocolate, and and I'd stick my finger in there, and I would just indulge in the beauty of melted chocolate with with my hot buttered bread after a church Sunday. That was that was that was the biggest thing. My cousin and I, as I reflect, my cousin and I it was like my brother and my grandfather. Again, that that's traditionally what I thought of Sunday to close the week. But again, for me, it begins the week. So anyhow depending on where you are, how you're feeling. If you're listening, feel great, feel great, feel good about yourself. Take a little time to self-reflect even for a brief moment and know that if you are listening, you are alive. And, and that is a a pretty good spot to be in again, regardless. And with, with, with all due respect to what your circumstances may or not be, you are alive, feel great, feel good. We're going to again talk about you on today's episode, but as I close this Saturday and this week, Coming off, I, I just finished my run at a massive runner's high and and just reflecting on what the first episode felt like, reflecting on some of the things I said in the first episode, hoping of course that it resonated with those of you who have listened, for those of you who are transitioning off of off of listening to my YouTube channel and onto Spotify and or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. I hope you found the first episode informative. And I hope you're scared to fucking death (laughs) because that's what we talked about in episode one, right? Be afraid, be very afraid. And, and that fear continues to persist for me. And here we are episode two. But again, I, I thought, you know, I took, I took a day off Friday, a day off meaning from work. I took a PTO day for those of us who have those. I think those are important figuring out how to get some rest in, and, and it was an eventful day off. I actually intended to take that day off because I was interviewing for another job. Not because I wanted another job, but because I thought about working two jobs. And and there's this movement out there for all of us who are remote workers. I'm a remote worker. For the potentiality of having simultaneous jobs and, and, and skip the, the ethics and the morality in it. There is that potential, and apparently there's there's a a group and a society of people who who help each other promote these things online. I mean, you can pretty much find anything online these days. But but I also you know go through this process of interviewing and scouring the market, even when I'm happy and fulfilled in my job because I am right now, just to understand the market, like what is the market for my services, and and what is available to me. What is what is the potential that's out there as I continue my, my, my individual endeavors, as far as hopes and dreams and desires, what drives me to this podcast, what I hope, you know, one day reaches millions for, for the sake of millions. And for the sake of all of us doing us, you doing you, I I think it's important that we all consider wherever we are professionally. And while you work on your side hustle and your dreams, because a lot of this, you know, obviously doesn't happen overnight. We don't all go viral, but, but the persistence is key. Maintaining that fear and discipline is key. But, but know your market professionally, know what you're, know what you're worth. And I always, I always say that, and, and someone reinforces to me recently, a contractor, a, a, a contractor by trade, at least professionally in my space, he, he said, and, and I believe this, you know, you get promoted when you leave jobs. And and it's, it's not, I don't, I don't subscribe to that entirely. I think you can get promoted internally. I think the biggest message is this. If you're in a professional environment or you're in any work environment, I'm in the information technology space, it and I work predominantly in healthcare. I've spent about 20 years in healthcare. Every major increase in salary I've gotten is by, is by, by leaving jobs. I've been promoted internally. I had this conversation with my team the other day and, and I encourage them. I always encourage people, keep your resume updated, keep yourself current, know the market I've been promoted multiple times internally and internally at the max, it comes with a 10 to 12% increase, which, which could be phenomenal in a lot of ways. But over the course of the pandemic, I I changed jobs three times and I effectively doubled my salary with one move coming with about a 35, 38% increase. So that's the significance of knowing the market, playing the market, particularly as, as, you know, jobs are available in your space. You know, I don't think, you owe anything to anyone other than yourself, particularly professionally in this environment of potential abundance. Go out there and do you, and, and if it means leaving a job after you know ten years, fine. I, I've left jobs after nine months, and that that might be ethically frowned upon. But but I look at it as from whose from whose from whose point of view? Obviously, the business doesn't want you to leave, but. I'm not going to stay there for the sake of you. That's that's me doing you for you. I, I got to do me and take care of me. And, and if there's a, a 35, 40, 50 percent increase out there, the potential to, to, to double your salary, please take it. Take it. And so I took Friday off with the intent to interview. And it was a full day interview process, man. This company had me booked from 11 a.m. Eastern to 7 p.m. Eastern. And they were West Coast time. So they're three hours behind, but either way I had eight hours of interview scheduled and and I was looking forward. The narcissist in me is like, I, I really like to do these things because it keeps my, 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 my skills sharp as far as, and I'll talk about this one day, uh, something that was said that resonated and I stick and it applies. You don't get in life what you deserve or what you think you deserve. You get in life what you negotiate. And part of me staying in the market is knowing what I'm worth as far as This is my job. I'm a senior director on my way to hopefully being a vice president. If I continue in this on this path, possibly a CIO in the next three to five years, while I, of course, do me on my do you podcast. But but I like to keep my skills sharp and interviewing does that for you. It it keeps you engaged and interacting with other professionals. It, It applies pressure. There's a fear. We talked about that. I'll keep talking about that. That comes along with it. We chalk it up also to to a level of excitement, and and I think public speaking or speaking in general is one of the best ways to propel yourself forward in life, because if you can communicate effectively, that's a lot of everything, man. I tell you, especially in my space, I get paid for what I'm able to communicate, and at the levels at which I'm able to communicate, which really means that I can I can relate to everyone at varying levels, not not just technically speaking. And that should apply to everyone and every and everything you do. You, you want to be relatable. You gotta be able to know your audience, understand who you are around, and and be able to deliver a message that is that is sound and makes sense. And so, so here we are, episode two, all about you, doing you, gave you some insight there into how I flow, how I do things, and how I maintain a discipline in my in my professional space, at least high level, why I think it's important. And why I hope you're doing the same thing. What brought me to today, you know, thinking about fear, I think a lot of times what happens is the fear of doing you and what it looks like. It starts to feel selfish. It starts to feel self-centered. It starts to feel like in some way you become neglectful because the prioritization of you supersedes and it should it should, and I need you to hear me out on why I believe that is paramount to success in any endeavor. And again, what we are specifically relating to here on the Do You Rules and and this show, this podcast, is that we want you to be the best, the best version of you in everything you do. And it doesn't necessarily mean unless you want it to be richness in in, in dollar amount. It's it's richness in life, which which will translate. I assure you. And, and anything else you aspire to do, financial motivation included. And so, why I feel like it's important to do you first. Ultimately, if you're in a space today where you feel like you have nothing and you aren't where you want to be, and I constantly reference that, whether it's in a short, I referenced it in the last episode, it being the perfect launch point. It's because your inner you is telling you we're not where we're supposed to be, man. You know, and and you can't ignore that shit. I mean, you can, but then it's at the detriment of you. And so my argument for you doing you is, and how it is more selfless than you think, is that everything you are involved in, and I referenced it last show, you are in every equation, Every life equation involves you, at least in your life. And I'd argue that if you're not putting you first, then none of your relationships are maximized and you're never going to feel fulfilled and complete and you're never going to achieve and attain the level of success you want for you, however you define it. And and I think in a world today, you know, when I think about perspective, at some point, you know, in, in the IT world, and, and we probably are all very familiar with this term, Bandwidth, right? Bandwidth, which is your ability to to absorb, do and 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 perform and, and let's go let's go to it this way. most of us are, and, and and particularly in America, we have so much more abundance than we think, like the internet, we know the internet. <laughs> we're all connected and and bandwidth is simply depending on how much internet speed you have. Well, if in your, if you're, I'll use my home for an example. I have high speed internet. Some of you may have files or whatever it is. I use Verizon files. It's one of the most prominent. You pay for whatever speed you pay for, upload and download speed. And, and it's usually built around what you have going on in your home, respective to that internet connection. More specifically, I have my wife, my son, my daughter, and we all have devices. So if we all have a phone, well, then four phones are connected to that internet. And if we don't have enough bandwidth, then each of those phones could slow down. And then you continue to layer it. You have phones, then you have tablets, then you have computers, then you have televisions. Almost, every, I mean, your lights. I know I have my lights. There's smart homes, my lock, the lock for my door for crying out loud, my garage. I have a plethora of things connected to my internet and my bandwidth allows those connections to be successful relatively speaking. Right? So when they're slow, like my my son will freak out before anybody, the internet is not working because you know, he's on FIFA, whatever he's on while he's sharing a screen while he's on a, a, a phone call, FaceTime with 17 of his friends chewing up bandwidth. And so So we get that concept. We understand what it is. And specific to my son, and at least as I just referenced, when you overload your bandwidth, things slow down. Things don't work as you would expect them to work. And if you're not doing you, or you don't feel like you're doing you, and you're not where you want to be, and you feel like you have nothing, You're not putting you first and all your bandwidth is being consumed by nonsense. At least that's my argument. And here's another example of what we probably and what you probably, and what I know I was, I don't want to say guilty of, but a a lot of my flow and routine that you can be on your phone with your AirPods on another thing connected, right? Listening to someone talking on the phone to someone who likely doesn't really care about you as much as you think they do and vice versa. Let's not be selfish in that regard. While you're texting someone who doesn't really care about you the way you think they do and vice versa. While you're scrolling through social media, following people who definitely don't give a fuck about you. (laughs) And you most likely don't really care about them. You're doing all these things simultaneously Giving out massive bandwidth. Not for the sake of you, at least that's what I would argue. And so my question from there, then, is how much bandwidth are you giving to things outside of you that don't make you better? And then really, depending on where you are and if you were like me a year and a half ago, massively out of shape. You don't have much bandwidth to give anyway. And more so than physically, I think what we lose sight of and why my, my, my endeavor out into consciousness, I think is so profound for me. And what I think I hope shares and, and resonates and translates is that mentally your consciousness, your subconsciousness, your flow, your ability to be connected to life. Like people are draining you. And one of the biggest videos or the most viewed videos, as far as, as lengthy videos on my YouTube channel that were watched that got the most hits were, were, were around energy vampires. And I'll get into that here another time, but energy vampires essentially are the people who are pulling your bandwidth and you're allowing this. You're allowing this like that. That's, that's the truth. And so you doing you for the sake of you and possibly becoming selfish a little bit is really for the long-term gain of being able to be selfless for the things that should be consuming your bandwidth for the sake of you. And the argument that those conversations you're having on the phone, while you're texting, while you're scrolling, don't do you. They don't. They don't. It's consuming you. It's absorbing you. But when you get off of those interactions, how do you feel? Answer that to yourself. How do you feel about you based on what bandwidth is being pulled from you? And then how much energy do you have left to actually do you? And what gets even deeper, and when I talk about consciousness, the real conversation and the real person you should be talking to is you. We have been... Given so much abundance and told that we should be constantly looking at, viewing, watching all these things that are around us. No one talks about just talking to you. When is the last time you had a conversation with you? I know how that sounds. When is the last time you spent some time with just you? And the power of what happens when you give you time for you is that at some point, you will open yourself up to listening to you. I think that's one of the biggest travesties in life that you have stopped listening to you. You don't even feel comfortable listening to you anymore because you don't know how to. For some reason, well, the reason is how society, I think, is today and social, social norms, if you would, quote, unquote, have told you that you need to be inundated with all this abundance around you and that the possibility of being bored is, is, is not successful. And I'd argue, go be bored with yourself for a little while. It really translates into awareness. Some people might say meditation, meditation. I'll get into meditation another day. But before I even encourage that, the idea of just sitting down with yourself, that literal, because people get nervous meditation. It feels you got to sit down in this position. No, 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 no. Just sit down with you. I don't care where it is. Take a walk with you. If you got a porch, a backyard, a block, a neighborhood, a building, walk up your steps, I don't know, find a place for just you. I think it's the biggest thing that you could do to change your life today. Putting you first, realizing you stopped stopped doing you, and that you haven't listened to you in forever. And ultimately, your inner you Your subconscious is essentially saying, oh, word, you ain't got time for me, then fuck you. And that's why you feel like you've done nothing. You have nothing and you aren't where you want to be in life. You're pushing you away. And so the fear of that should bring you to the realization that you are the most important person in your life. Life, You have and always will be, and should be, positively, in all aspects and layers, emotionally. You should love you more than anything, and you should love you enough to know that doing you is the absolute most important thing you can do for you at all times, and never apologize for it. So we're going to keep capitalizing on you. We're going to keep focusing on you. We're going to keep transitioning into a world that is all about you. Because you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. And anyone telling you otherwise is just insecure with themselves. And inundated and overrun in their in their life bandwidth with themselves. And want to see the same for you, which is nothing. Nah, man. Mm -mm. No more. Be afraid to not do you. Be afraid while you're doing you. But please, always do you for you. And may everything you desire come to you exactly as you deserve. Stay rich.